All right, 8 o'clock hour. Appreciate you joining us. KB and Andy, it's the wake-up call on the fan. As always, as always broadcasting live from the drivehubler.com studios. Let's jump right into it. You know it's 8 o'clock on a Tuesday. You know what that means. Head coach of the Indiana Pacers, Rick Carlisle, joining us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, coach, let's just jump right in. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, the minutes restriction. We know that is out there. Uh, how is Tyrese feeling and how close do you think we are to getting uh, Halliburton back to his full minutes? And a good morning to you. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good morning. Uh, he's doing. Uh, he's doing better. He's doing better. Um, you know, the game in Charlotte was uh, was good. It was encouraging. He could have. Uh, he could have gone back in if if um, if if needed. Uh, decision was made that if we could uh, finish the game without him, it was probably best. And so um, it had, in, in that particular case, it had more to do with he had had some back spasms that morning. I think that was on the injury report. Um, the hamstring's done uh, done very well. So yeah, I think you know, things are going in the right direction. Um, and so, you know, that's all positive stuff. You guys have hovered, I think, just north of 20 minutes for the most part with him since he came back. Do you expect that number to be closer to 30 here as we near the All-Star break? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about the number of minutes because it really doesn't make sense. If you think about it, It it's something that um, could work against us strategically if, other, if the other team knew of public information like this. And so I'm just going to stay away from that. Um but we are moving uh, the right direction. And, you know, you, if you take what I just said a, a couple of moments ago, you can kind of calibrate where things probably are going to be. Um, sure. So, you know, I, I think that's fair. And I think, you know, that's the right thing to do. Final one for me, uh, Tyrese related. You guys kind of flip flopped the, you know, starting him early on, not playing him in the fourth quarter. Then that Kings game, it was kind of the reverse. I know you explained this Friday night for our audience that maybe missed that clip. Um, and, and I know it gets a little bit more into the medical side of it, but why the flip from how you guys had previous handled things? What is it about that this rehab with a hamstring injury that had you guys changing that a couple games in? Um, you know, the New York game was, was tough because we played well at the beginning. We played well in the third quarter and then, you know, his, his, his minutes were done, you know, five, six, seven minutes into the third, whatever it was. And so, um, you know, the first couple of games, when you bring a player back, um, competitively into, into this, uh, you know, a game situation, one of the things you got to be um, mindful of is, you know, him being warm. Um, it's it always is best to go from warm ups to starting. Uh, I think I mentioned this that you know over the years there were some times with Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki that we we did this. There was one time Chandler Parsons was coming back from a from a microfracture, and you know you want to keep the rest intervals relatively short because you don't want the player stiffening up. And so, you know, whatever it is, the first couple of games, first three or four, you know, sometimes you're just dealing with early shutdowns and that's it. And after the first couple of games, um, it was clear that he was on a good path and that um, if, if we wanted to talk about a shift so that he could finish games, um, it could be done. And then, you know, being home against Sacramento, um, we had the conversation with Tyrese, the medical staff, and we just decided that uh, to to make the change. Uh, we have you know the practice court or the fever court, which is right near our locker room at Gamebridge, where he could warm up um, before going into the game. Essentially, cutting the game from 48 minutes to 36, which you know on whatever the the minutes. Uh, number was, you know, you, you didn't have to deal with um, limitations on finishing. So um, the irony in that one is that uh, it was just a wanky night. I mean, we, you know, all of a sudden before the game, um, Turner and Smith were out, and that really put us up against it with our bigs. And it just, 
you know, we just didn't play a good game. And so, you know, I suppose that's one of the reasons people were talking about it. Rick Carlisle with us here on the Fannies on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton made my partner Kevin Bowen very nervous in the third quarter the other night. He uh, he had the dunk and then he faked like he pulled the hamstring. Did you happen to see that, Coach? Because on TV they went to break and we all sat there for two minutes. We were worried if he actually reaggravated the hamstring injury. Did you happen to see that? Uh, yeah, I, not really. I. I... I saw that there was a a reaction on the bench, um, but I, I didn't know exactly what was going on. Like I was looking you scared. Us. I was looking at what was going on in the game, <laughs> sure, and, and, and stuff. So, but I did hear about it. Um, Be grateful you didn't see it live, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Garlot with us. I had to ask you about it. Something we uh, we discussed yesterday. How different? I don't know if difficult or different. What the exact word is for the other players that know Halliburton is on a minute restriction, uh, and that may grow here in the in the next couple games. How different? is it for them? I mean, they played without him, but he's been out a, a full game. Now you get him for maybe 20, 22 minutes. How difficult or different is that for the other, uh, for the other cast there? It just depends. You, you've got to, you've got to talk about the plan ahead of time with your guys. Um, it, it's just, you know, the other thing about the Sacramento game was, you know, we decided to start Matherin and um, McConnell because those guys were fresh uh, neither had played the previous game. Uh, I think Matherin had missed two games, and yeah, it's just some some things you you um, game plan out, you look at. Um, they seem to make sense. And in that case, you know, we actually won the first quarter against Sacramento, and then got beat pretty bad in the last three. So that's one we just want to forget about. And um, you know, we had a pretty good game against Charlotte, and you know, we've got a couple of home games here before we go back on the road before the break. And these are obviously big ones. Yeah. Rockets tonight, Warriors Thursday, five games to go until the all-star break. Rick Carlisle with us here on the Payless Liquors hotline. Coach, I continue to be beyond impressed by Aaron Neesmith. Uh, last couple of weeks, averaging 17 and seven for you, a couple of assists, and that doesn't even consider great, great shooting numbers and the responsibility that you give him on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, when did it kind of hit you that he could handle all of this? Because this is, I mean, this is a lot that you're giving him, and yet he seems to be handling it quite well. Yeah, he's a he's a terrific kid. You know, um, got great family. He's you know he's from Charleston, South Carolina. You know, which is near near where we um, have our place in the summertime. So. You know, when we traded for him, um, it was only about a 20-minute ride to go to Porter Gout and hang out with him in the gym and spend time with him, get to know him. Uh, last year, you know, I went to his basketball camp. He has a free basketball camp for kids in Charleston. It's really cool. And so he's just he's, he's about all the right stuff. Um, the opportunity to come here has, has been career-changing for him, obviously. Uh, last year, he earned the position of starting four, um, this year, Christmas time, when we decided that, you know, we needed to get bigger, we needed to get better rebounding, we needed to get more physical, him going from four to three made sense. And so he, he's jumped on that opportunity and, and done very well with it also. So very happy for him. You know, you just can't be happy enough for, for people that have, you know, a pure heart about the game and and work hard and and just, uh, you know, are, are just high character type type guys. Rick Carlisle joining us here, head coach of the Indiana Pacers on the Payless Liquors Hotline, Pacers and Rockets tonight, 6.30, our coverage beginning tonight on the fan. Coach, Andrew Nemhard moves to the starting lineup. You talked about that last game. Why the move to the starting lineup and ultimately, what's he going to bring you moving to the starting five? Well, defense and playmaking. Um, you know, we really... <laughs> You know, we've got to continue to stress defense. Um, you know, offensively, we've we've got some pretty good tools, and we know we can score. But uh, to really just put all your all your eggs in a basket on on the offensive end is 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 not sustainable in the NBA. Um, you're gonna get you're gonna get hit for too many 140 point games, which we have, and so. 
you know, since Christmas, we've we've really made the the shift mentally, and we we've re- restructured our our practices and our preps. Um, it's all geared toward defense first. Um, Nimhart is probably our best on the ball defender in ball screens. Um, so he can guard the point guard at the beginning of games. You know, we can we can move Tyrese around to different matchups. Um, but we challenged Tyrese and, and everybody else on the team that, that we, we've all got to raise our level at that end. And so I think for the month of January, you know, we ended up 20th in the NBA in defense up from 30th. So that's you know jumping ten spots is 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 good. It's 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 a significant change. And I think if, if you went back to Christmas, you know, it would probably be slightly better than that. But we've got to stay on that. Um, a lot of what we're doing with building the club has to do with uh, who can guard what positions and being able to guard your own position. And so, you know, that's where we are right now. It doesn't mean we're going to start them tonight, but. Um, and more breaking news from this uh, show that everybody's excited about, he probably will. Look at that. There we go. The weekly breaking news nugget from Rick Carlisle. Coach is coming through, and we appreciate it on a Tuesday. And the sounder (laughs) after we are done. Uh, Rick Carlisle with us here. Pacers Rockets coming up tonight, 7 o'clock from Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Coach, trade deadline Thursday at 3. You expect any more activity from your team? Well, I... (laughs) I always say the same thing because that trade deadline is usually a a lot of talk and very, you know, little action when it comes right down to it, kind of league wide. So um, I suppose something could happen. I'm not overly um, convinced that that it will. Uh, We like our team and uh, I'm very comfortable playing it out with, the group that we have and so you know we'll see what happens but um i certainly expected the question but uh, it's kind of my answer every year and it kind of seems to go to form how have you seen um it's been a varied role lately he's in a bit of a slump his resume speaks for itself as an nba shooter but how have you seen uh buddy healed handle this contract year for him in the in the recent slump, is there anything you do with him uh, to try and get him going? Keep pumping him up. You know, he's uh, you said it. He's historic. He's historically great at what he does. And guys like him, they they get to, they get to that level for a reason. They put in the work. They have the belief. And it's just it's just a matter of time before they're going to have a big game and bust out. So. Uh, no concerns there. Um, you know, it's it's been up and down. I I've started him the majority, the you know vast majority of the time. Um, but as we've as we've moved things around, you know, just kind of looking at different things that are, are important with developing our team going forward. Um, anytime I've talked to him about going from starting to going to the bench, he's a total pro and. Uh, keeps himself ready. And so, uh, you know, he just, he, he's going to be undaunted. You know, he's, I don't know of a player that has the kind of belief um, in himself that he does. And he has a, you know, an infectious spirit. And that's one of the reasons we love him. Rick Carlisle with us here on the Payless Lakers Hotline. Obviously the game tonight against the Rockets, five games here uh, before the All-Star break. What do you hope to obviously win, but what do you hope to accomplish in these five games, and uh, what kind of threats do the Houston Rockets pose tonight? Yeah, they're they're an extremely dangerous team for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, Shen Goon's had a great year. You know, they've got, uh, they got Jalen Green. They've got um, they got Jabari Smith, and now Cam Whitmore's playing more off the bench. He's been dynamic in recent games. Um, you know, they're a little uh, banged up. I think Fred Van Vliet is, is is out tonight, or maybe out tonight. So you know, that's catching a catching a bit of a break um, in his stead. You know, Aaron Holiday's played better for them in recent games. Uh, Amen Thompson, you know, is now a guy that you know could could end up starting for Van Vliet. And he's, I mean, 
the Thompson brothers are such dynamic athletes and they go so hard. I mean, these guys, you've got to, you've got to really account for them. And so, um, you know, Dylan Brooks is always going to stir things up. He's a great competitor. So we're going to have our hands full, um, you know, but we, we you know, they, these games are, are super important, you know, as, as we, continue to move forward and, and try to, try to, you know, regain momentum. It's, it's been a little up and down in, in, in the, the last couple of weeks, you know, with a heavy road schedules, some difficult teams, all that kind of stuff. So uh, important game tonight. Rick Carlisle with us here, Payless Slickers Hotline. Coach, we'll obviously talk to you next week uh, as we get into All-Star Week, but I'm curious for you as like uh, the home city head coach, uh, anything change for you all-star wise? I don't know how you typically spend all-star week, but is it different for you this year in the fact that, you know, you got 29 other teams, uh, coming to the city where you live? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, my, my schedule for the all-star break is, is going to be a little different than people probably expect. Uh, we play in Toronto on the 14th, which is the last game before the break. Um, my uh, my mom and dad live in Ogdensburg, New York, which is about a two and a half hour train ride from Toronto. So my brother's coming to the game, and he'll go to the game. We'll stay overnight, and then uh, we'll go by train to see my folks. My dad's ninety three and doing really well, and my mom is eighty nine and doing really well. Um, but I don't get to see them enough, so I'm going to go up there for a couple of days, and then. Um, head to Charlottesville, Virginia to see Abby at, uh, at UVA. It's actually uh sorority initiation weekend. Oh, and, wow. Um, That's big time. Actually, oh my God. It actually, it actually <laughs> happened. Yeah. She, she just rushed and got it, got into her, um, the sorority she wanted to get into. There you, know, you go. Big, big deal. You know, Kappa Kappa Gamma, you know, it's hey, now. interesting. You know, they have an Instagram and I, I, I found this, I found this, <laughs> Donna and I, my wife, were looking at, we're looking at this last night. So it's you know UVA Kappa, and they so they they have a thing on their story, which is talking about all of the officers for this year. <laughs> it was interesting to us that the that the VP of uh, I think it was called risk mitigation had a had a, ter- had a terrible sunburn. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought that was I thought that was I thought that was that was pretty funny. So we're going to see her. Already we're started, gonna, right? We're going we're to see her for a couple of days, and I and I, and I don't know if I was just mentioned it, but it happens to be UVA basketball reunion weekend. So Wake Forest plays at Virginia at noon on the seventeenth. So uh, I actually won't be here for um, really much of any of the All Star weekend, um, but I'll be watching closely uh, from afar. I do want to mention though that. Uh, you know, when we were in Charlotte the other day, I, I watched the entire Purdue-Wisconsin uh, game, and you just thought it was really interesting uh, watching their team. I I have really great respect for Matt Painter and the job he does there, and I just I just thought in in that environment, you know, for those guys to to play that game the way they did, and you know, find a way to get a lead and just kind of salt the thing away. That's that's an impressive team, and uh, look forward to seeing more of them. I don't get a chance to watch a whole lot of college basketball, but that was that was great. And also, I um, I'm told that Marcus Freeman, the head coach of Notre Dame, is going to be at our game on Thursday. So hey now, um, oh boy. Hey oh now. boy! Yeah. You've just set Kevin Bowen off this morning, Coach. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's eight eighteen. Yeah. Oh boy! So there you go, and and so. I think I think he may come early, and we'll get a chance to uh, meet him, talk to him a little bit, and uh, I think he's going to uh, do the uh, rev rev up the car deal before the game, which is uh, which is cool. We had Shane Sykin the other night, which mm-hmm. was great. So uh, yeah, so we got uh, we got uh, we got plenty going on. Well, as much as I'd love to, you know, ask about Notre Dame's recruiting class with Marcus Freeman with you, I'll focus on probably the more relevant topic for our audience. Do you know Matt Painter very well at all, Coach? I do know him. I I, I don't know him as well as you know I'd like to. I mean, but um, spent some time with him this summer. Um, 
out in Vegas for USA basketball. You know, he's involved with heavily with the select team. Um, certainly is going to have a future um, as, you know, on the staff of the Olympic team, I would, I would have to guess. Um, but, you know, he, he just, his, you know, his record and his reputation is, uh, you know, precedes him and, and uh, Purdue's very, very, very lucky to have him. So, um you know, it's going to be interesting watching them down the stretch of the season. Their guard play is excellent. Edie is, you know, um, you know, he, he's he's an amazing player, and uh, and they've gotten they've got some other pieces that they've that they put together that make them um, a really dynamic team. So, going to be a lot of fun to watch. Certainly, uh, the Kappa House was rocking last night as UVA held Miami to 38, 38 points. Oh. So I'm sure the Charlottesville faithful were loud and proud of that. Congrats to Abby. Special congrats to your parents and continued good health on that end. And coach, we look forward to uh, next Tuesday with you setting up All Star Weekend. All right, guys, take care. See ya. That is Rick Carlisle right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Come on, Corbin. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, well, yeah. we'll get Bob Kravitz on. You'll uh, you'll have some time. Uh, reminder, we had Rick Carlisle on in the 8 o'clock hour. If you missed any of that, 1075thefan.com. Cato June will join us coming up in about 30 minutes. But right now, we're going out to the Pay Less Liquors outline. Bob Kravitz. BobKravitz.com if you want to follow his work. Bob, good morning. How are you today, sir? Gentlemen, how are you? Uh, we're fantastic. We're radio fatties today, Bob. We're uh, eating uh, queso, yeah, queso and chips, breakfast burritos, chicken sandwiches, and uh, cookies. That's what was delivered by Cluster Truck about an hour ago. So, Bob, that's what we're up to. Breakfast of champions. <laughs> yes. exactly. Great for the metabolism uh, in my in my waistline as well. Let's start here, Bob. Uh, what have you made of you know the last four games? The Pacers trying to manage Tyrese Halliburton's minutes while also trying to win games. And boy, it's been a uh, tricky situation, no doubt. We hope we see those minutes go up tonight if they need them, especially in the fourth quarter. But what have you made Carlisle and his staff trying to play Halliburton, but not too much, have immense restriction and knowing when to play him, it seems to be quite difficult. Well, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't understand early on during the minutes restriction uh, why he wasn't, uh, why they weren't staggering the minutes so that he could play in the fourth quarter, you know, in in crunch time. Uh, Once they got home, um, they started doing that. So, you know, that makes, that makes perfect sense. I, I, I don't, I'm sure there was a perfectly good medical uh, you know, sports science type of reason why they weren't staggering those minutes, but I think they're doing it the right way. I, I think they've looked that they, they've, they've survived the non Halliburton portion of the program. And I think they're uh, getting ready to go on a, a bit of a win streak here before uh, the uh, all-star game. So I think they're, I think they're sitting pretty. You just got to get some other teams to slow it down. I mean, the Knicks are playing great basketball. Cavaliers have won, what, 15 out of 16 or something like that. So they're going to really have to go on some kind of a streak here if they want to, uh, you know, be in the top six. Houston, Golden State at home, then at New York, at Charlotte, at Toronto. Those are the five games before the All-Star break. And Bob Kravitz with us here, bobkravitz.com, where you find his work. One more on the paces from me, Bob. Trade deadline Thursday afternoon. What level of activity do you want to see, if any, from the Pacers? I I think they're going to make another move. Um, You know, it's a total guess on my part. But uh, when you've got as many guys as they've got in the last year, their contract, specifically Buddy Heald, um, look, I, I don't know what you can get for Buddy. Um, if you can get uh, a couple of assets, then I say go ahead and do it. Uh, he, he's not shot well. He's not been terribly good for them here in the last, I don't know, 30, 40 games. Uh, well, the whole season, basically, he's not been great. But if you can't get anything semi-significant for him, I say go for it. You know, I mean, I think, I think, you know, once you get in the playoffs, uh, he might be a guy who'll make a difference. You know, if he can get, if he can find his shot. So, uh, if you like, I say, if you can get something, go for it. You know, I see these rumors about uh, about Wiggins. Uh, he would be a nice addition, even though he hasn't had a great season. But 
I think Heald is the most likely to be uh, gone by the A's. You surprised just the slump that Buddy Heald's been on? I mean, he's a good, he's a great three point shooter. He's just having, I mean, almost career lows. A lot, some of his stats you have to go back to when he was a rookie in the league, Bob. It's unbelievable. It's really strange. I mean, you know, he's just got such a great stroke, and and you know, you you wouldn't think he'd go into these types of slumps, but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to understand. Uh, you know, and God knows he's getting great looks playing with uh, Tyrese. But he just has not been able to make his shot. It's like he plays for IU or, or something. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, if he's not making his shot, what does he do for you? Not much. You know, not a good defensive player. You know, a better passer than he used to be. But uh, if he's not stroking the three, then I'm not sure uh, what purpose he serves. Well, you took us down that path. Bob Kravitz, bobkravitz.com, where you find his work. He's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. I guess I'll start here with Indiana, Bob. And I know it's a a very big picture view, but I think that's probably where the season has led us to. Should Mike Woodson, playing at IU 40 years ago, should that factor into how we evaluate the job he's done? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, you, You evaluate him like anybody else. You don't get special dispensation for having uh, played for Bob Knight a hundred years ago. Um, Do you think it factors into Quinn Buckner, Scott Dolson, Pam Witten, et cetera? I, I do. I, you know, especially Buck and, uh, you know, and Dolson because they're old school IU guys and they, they not only want this to succeed, they need this to succeed because they're, uh, their butts are on the line too. You know, uh, I mean, Dolson, gave first he gave uh Allen that massive buyout with with no offset language which made absolutely no sense then he decided to give Woody a million dollar raise every year for doing what for getting them barely into the NCAAs and then reaching you know the first week uh and getting uh knocked out in the second game by Miami I mean what has he done what has he done to deserve an additional million dollars. Uh, that, that, that to me is puzzling. Bob Kravitz with us. BobKravitz.com. If you want to follow him there, he joins us here on the fan on the Payless Liquors hotline. Bob, here's what I think of IU. They're exhausting basketball-wise to talk about. It is an exhausting beat, is it not? Because, I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, they're not good this year. But I, I don't know if Mike Woodson thinks he's any part of the problem. I, I think he thinks uh, it's on the players. But you go through the end of the Tom Crean stuff. You go through the debacle that was Archie Miller. And then, listen, the first couple years, you mentioned it. Woody does some nice things. But let's be honest, that IU team last year fizzled out in the round of 32 with a guy like Trace Jackson Ta- uh, Davis and Jalen Hood Shafino and the really good solid players they had around him. And now, I mean, they're just a comical team. They don't defend well. They can't shoot the three. They can't guard the three. They can't shoot free throws. They don't have any guards. Uh, It's just exhausting because he's not on the hot seat. He's going to be back next year, but it doesn't feel like there's there's any, I don't know, I, I can't grasp hope. onto anything. Yeah, any hope to say next year is going to be a lot better and then list the reasons. We had Mike DeCourcy on. He's like, well, some of these guys need to come back. We know Khalil Ware and Mackenzie and Baco and those guys Gone. are going to be back in Bloomington. To me, it's an exhausting beat to follow. It really is. Yeah, and, and the thing is that once again, he's got two pros. He's got two pros. You know how good uh, Mbako and um, where will be at the next level. I don't know, but they're both going to be first round draft picks. Uh, I would suspect coming up in this next NBA draft. And, you know, if you can't make a go of it, if you can't even be competitive, if you get run off the floor by fricking Penn state, who was 10 and 11 at the time, you've got two pros, um, that that is a, a serious that's a serious issue, and uh, I you know look I, I didn't think they would be a great team I thought they would be a fourth or fifth place team, but they have underachieved even even the most humble uh, predictions. 
Again, Bob Kravitz, he's with us, obviously the longtime columnist, bobkravitz.com, where you can find his latest work. Bob, when you joined us, I, hell, it might have been a little over a month ago at this point, you were bullish on Purdue. You said they would win yeah. the national championship. I'm going to guess, and feel free yeah. to obviously rebuttal. That has only been strengthened by how you've seen Purdue play over the last month. Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, look, there, there are two teams that have separated themselves from the rest of the pack, Purdue and UConn. And to me, Purdue just looks like a juggernaut. Now, I realize they looked this way last year, and until they get it done, um, there's always going to be that, that huge question mark uh, hanging over them like a, like a cloud. But, uh, boy, I, Lance Jones, to me, makes such a difference in what they can do. I mean, he's, he's a good athlete. He can guard. Um, he's averaging, uh, I believe, like 15 or 16 points a game in the Big Ten. In fact, uh, Zach Eady was named Player of the Week, and Zach on Twitter said, I wasn't even the best player on my own team. <laughs> and, and That's humble. True. Humbleness. That's what it is. Yeah, it's humility, and it's great, and it's one of the things you love about Zach Eady. But he's right. I mean, yeah, yeah, Eady's, been, Eady's been terrific, but Lance Jones has been a stud lately. So uh, I, I think that Lance, adding Lance, uh, there uh, you look at their depth. I mean, Caleb first barely gets on the floor. That guy would be a starting player almost anywhere else in the country. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think I think this is the year, guys. I, I really do. Now I've said that before, but this time I mean it. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, me too. Bob Kravitz with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, we discussed this yesterday. So if Indiana, let's say Indiana State moves up and they're not they're not like an 11 seed. Let's say if they could get up to that 8-9 game, would you want to see Purdue and Indiana State no, in the round no. of 32 down the road at GameBridge? Or do you want to see the state of Indiana basketball team spread around? Like, you know, Indiana State, go play somebody. Go play, go play Kentucky or UConn or somebody like that. Yeah, I uh, I mean, for, for Column's sake, I would love to see those two teams match up because, you know, we root for the Columns. I mean, that'd be a great story. But for Purdue's sake, I wouldn't want any part of Indiana State. I watched their game against Drake. Was it Drake or Bradley? I can't remember now. Drake on Saturday. Uh, yeah, Drake. I, I watched me And the way they shoot the three, they're the number one three-point shooting team yep. in the country. And that's one of those teams, if they get hot from three, Katie bar the door. I mean, that, that that's going to be a real problem for Purdue. Now, Purdue guards the three-point line well, unlike the team down south. Um, but uh, that, that, to me – does not strike me as a great matchup for Purdue. I, I you know, I, I'd rather see our two uh, teams and maybe three if Butler can uh, win a couple of games here. Uh, I'd like to see our in-state teams go their separate ways and, and advance on their own. Again, Bob Kravitz is with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Bob, shifting gears, you are probably as close to Jim Irsay as anybody from a media standpoint in this market, uh, any updates at all uh, outside of what the Colts have shared? Yeah, no, nothing. Unfortunately, I have heard a lot. Uh, I think we've all heard a lot. We, we've heard uh, hopeful rumors, and we've heard devastatingly depressing rumors. Um, the longer this goes on without any kind of um, statement from the Indianapolis Colts, the more – uh, I think you need to worry that it's a worst-case scenario. Um, you know, it, it, they said it was a respiratory infection or something like that. It's been weeks. It's been it's been more than a month, has it not? Um, so, you know, again, uh, I want to be uh, I want to be responsible. Um, I'm not going to say anything unless I have it absolutely cold. We're talking about a man's life here. We're not talking about trade deadlines. So up till now, uh, I've heard lots of rumors like everybody else, but uh, I think we just have to hope for the best and uh, kind of leave it there. 
you know, it's a question I've gotten a lot here um, recently, and I think it's a question I threw your way maybe about a year ago at this point. Like when you think about where Roger Penske, Jim Mercy, and Herb Simon are at in their respective lives, and what the future looks like for the you know respective entities that those three own. I guess specific to the Ursays, because again, it's a question I've gotten a lot here over the last month or so. Uh, I've always been under the impression that, and again. You never know until it truly happens, but that the daughters would have no uh, sort of inkling or desire to move and or sell the franchise. Is that of concern to you at all if that you know path ever, or I should say when that path ever uh, has to go down? Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine them ever moving. They, they've got such a, a sweet deal uh, at Lucas Oil. Uh, yeah, Lucas Oil. And... I, I, you know, this market is established now. Uh, the team has been in Indy longer than it was in Baltimore. I, I see no, no uh, possibility of them, you know, moving the franchise or selling or whatever. But this is going to get if if it's the worst case scenario, and I, I, I don't feel real comfortable talking about it. But uh, you know, I, I think it'll be pretty much status quo. Uh, and the uh, and the daughters will uh, will run the franchise. Certainly hoping for the best, but to echo what Bob's saying. Unfortunately, in this situation, you feel like no news is not good news. Right, um, not good news exactly to this topic. Bob, uh, trade deadline Thursday, IU Purdue rematch Saturday. I assume that's what we need to be looking out for on BobKravitz.com? dot com. Exactly. I'm going to go to the uh, Pacers tonight. Probably. Uh, Right about the trade deadline, what's uh, what's coming down the, the pike here, uh, hopefully. Um, yeah, and uh, just waiting on uh, word on uh, the owner, um, you know, uh, since we just, we just don't know the situation, hopefully they'll have an update, and hopefully a happy update sometime soon. But, yeah, I'll be uh, working on all those things. And uh, uh, I was going to say I'm going to go to IU Purdue on Saturday, and I realized – I'm going on a golf trip for three days. Oh, <laughs> where are you going? Yeah. Where are you going? South Carolina, going, Florida? Where are you going? I'm going to Florida, going to Tampa for nice. three days, and then I'm going to come home and sit in an ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to. You are you are walking on the golf hey, course, be, are you, Bob? It, it might be 60 degrees later this week, Bob. No, can you believe when, it? When, when you're my age and you're in my shape, just swinging the club <laughs> a couple hundred times can can do a lot of damage. Believe me, believe me. You're, when you when you're 60. You 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 let me you tell me how you're feeling, buddy. I was gonna say Prairie View might be open later this week, Bob, with how you how the weather's looking here. Uh, but enjoy Florida, well deserved. Uh, hopefully you hit them well, and uh, we look forward to some conversations coming up. Sounds good, boys. Take care, Bob Kravitz, right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline again. Trade deadline coming up Thursday at three o'clock. I've been a fun Tuesday here broadcasting live from the drivehubler.com studios. You miss any of Rick Carlisle or Bob Kravitz, you can check it out on the podcast center, 1075thefan.com. Reminders, well, usually it's pop quiz about now. We'll do that in 15 minutes where you'll have a chance to win the oil chains. We'll also give away a $25 gift card to Cluster Truck. And a KB, you have... You've crushed the queso today. I have crushed the burrito. The I've chips crushed the queso. Am I ready to do Is it too early for the chocolate chip cookie? I, I was about to say, you're going to go to sleep. That's what you're going to do. You're, I hope you have nothing to do after the show. You have anything to cover? Because you're going to bed. That's what you're doing. I think our next guest would respect the effort that I've had here. Well, bring in Kato Jones. Go ahead. He is Super obviously Bowl champ. a Super Bowl champ uh, currently. I guess just fresh off a trip to Mobile where he was coaching down in the Senior Bowl and a member of Shane Steichen's staff on the linebackers. Side of things, Cato June joins us now. Cato, good morning, man. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. You guys eating queso in the morning? We are housing burritos, burritos? chips and queso, and chocolate chip cookies. I don't know if, you know, in 2006 that would have been allowed, but nowadays you could respect that a little, can't you? I I can respect respect the effort. I can respect this. It's it's, it's dangerous. That's a dangerous, you know. We're in radio. Yeah, 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 this yeah, is what you do in sports talk radio, okay? I can go walk on the treadmill at, you know, three speed here for a half hour, and once that drop of sweat comes, move on for the day. Uh, Kato, as always, thank you for the time. I know Super Bowl week kind of probably conjures up a lot of memories. I kind of want to spin it maybe in a different direction, though. 
We oftentimes ask about the AFC title game, you guys winning that. Obviously, Reggie's told the story a million times about the Super Bowl, and if he drops that ball, Colts fans probably have him at the bottom of Eagle Creek right now. But uh, certainly tons of memories from those two games. What do you remember about the Baltimore game? 15 to 6. Like to me, if I'm a defensive guy, that's an old school that's score. That's the game that I remember the most of any of those runs. <laughs> the, the, what I remember most is that we kept them out the end zone. Didn't nobody say anything. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was it was a great game. Uh, you know, we knew we had a great battle, another battle. People were talking about our run defense all year that year. We had Jamal Lewis and well, probably one of the one of the toughest guys that you're going to go up against, uh, you know, from a runner standpoint. Uh, but I, I just remember my, 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 it's funny that I remember this because I shouldn't remember it, but they're going in to score. I think they're probably on the two or three, um, you know, McNair drops back and he's looking, we're playing our cover two stuff. Uh, he kind of runs a, like a, like a shallow over um, behind me and I, and, I'm, and I see it and I'm squeezing to it. He's throwing, you know, he's trying to, he's doing a run spot bout behind me. So I'm going to intercept it. And, but they comes screaming downhill, makes a great break on the ball and picks it off. So he picks it off, right. And runs into me and knocks me clean out. Like I, I'm, I'm, I had probably had no business playing, playing that game the rest of that game, but he knocks me clean out. And I don't even remember until I saw the, the, the replay of how I fell forward on the ground. It, it was crazy. If you wow. have a chance to go back. I mean, I mean, completely out of it. I got to the bench, you know, I'm like, what, what are y'all cheering for? Like, <laughs> like, no, we got interception. Like, so I think that was like one of the memories, memories, non-memories that I had, uh, you know, just, just kind of that back and forth game, but just being able to keep those guys out the end zone um, in a game that that's what was needed to get to the next round. Well, speaking of taking interceptions away from you, I mean, let's be honest, Marlon takes away the interception from you in the AFC title game, right? Oh, man, everybody had to jump on me in the playoffs, man. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't get that quick enough. Uh, it should, it, it should, know, be, should be Lamey saying Cato's got it, Cato's got it, instead know, of Marlon's got it. It was awesome. Because before that play, you know, we were going down there, you know, you know they're going to, you know, dump it, dump it, dump it. We're sitting back, we're uh, playing our coverage. And, and, and Bubs looks at me. We look at each other like, all right, man, here it goes. We, we, we're going to get it now. We're going to get it this one. And I, I'll, be, I'll be damned if, if, if when he looked down, Brady just instead he tried to look off, look off. He does one of the best to ever do it in terms of looking off and coming back. He comes back across the middle, Bub picks it off. It's like, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I ran. Because if you see all the, the videos, everybody kind of runs to – Runs to Bub, jumps on him, and you know you see everybody celebrate. I think I ran into the stands. I don't know where I went. Like I went, <laughs> I was just so excited. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! Kato June with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline, uh, and then the Super Bowl. I know that you've probably been asked this a million times. Uh, I don't know if it was the you know when you arrived there uh, in Miami, if it's the lead up, if it's the game. When did it hit you where it's like chills? Like yo, I'm actually in the Super Bowl. You know what? Me and Gary Bracker were neighbors. We bought our first houses next to each other, you know, right next door, right? So we would go, you know, going to work a lot together, you know, just carpool. And when he came out of his house, we carpooled down to, before we were going down to the, uh, to the, to catch the plane to go down to Miami. And he came across, he, you know, he came to my garage and I came out, he had his suit on and I had my little suit on, you know, it's just like, <laughs> Yes, there it is. We're going to like we're going to Miami, going to the Super Bowl. He's, he's decked out. I'm decked out, and, and that it was like one of those moments, like because you, you know, too too late, well, late round, and a free agent guy that's that's gonna go start in the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think that like at that moment, it was kind of like it kind of hit us, like man, you know, we. We done did some stuff now. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Do you remember the suit that you wore? Or like the guys, <laughs> now, the guys now have expensive bags. Did you have an expensive bag? Do you remember any of the swag you had when you guys were taking the trip there to the Super Bowl? You know, I tell the young guys now they be they be messing with uh, Z and, and 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 EJ. They think they think they invented you know swag and they invented this these glasses. Coach, you didn't know about no Cartier. That's something I've been rocking Cartier for twenty years. Man. I, I, I got Cartier older than you. What are you talking about? So it's like, I mean, I actually I do remember the suit. It was a 
Now, mind you, the suits suit game that in that era was a little different. You know, sure. bigger, longer. Uh-huh. We had about fifty-two buttons on. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but I had I, I I think it was like a tan with a little window pane. I think I had some lime green like ostrich. It was, it was wild. Like I, I you know you you, you can kind of step out of your comfort zone. When you when you go into the events like that, so I think I, I put I, I still have that suit. That's a, one of the suits my wife. Really, suit. you could probably then, then, yeah, you could probably you fit booger into one it's of those like, pant legs. <laughs> yeah, man, I could put both the legs, <laughs> both the legs for one pant leg. Boy, this is absolutely ridiculous. The, ba- the, the baggy the baggy clothes. look is coming back, Cato. Just a little bit, just so you know, everything comes back around that uh, you it know does, is popular it again. Does. So. And I'm so mad because I had all these like big Averex. Um, I don't know if you remember those big Averex leather jackets, the Pelly Pelly. You know, they, my wife's like, "You're not gonna wear those anymore." I'm like, "Yeah," and I'll go to the store. I'm like, "See, I told you, I should have kept them." <laughs> I'm gonna need one of those after the meal that I've I'm had like, here <laughs> on this Tuesday morning. All right, Kato June is with us, obviously Super Bowl winner, Pro Bowl linebacker, and currently a member of Shane Steichen's coaching staff. You brought up Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed. Let's start with Zaire. I think the story. Is incredible, really, and probably a bit reminiscent, honestly, of even you or or Gary. Um, what did you know about Zaire Franklin before you arrived here to Indianapolis, and what have you learned about him? Well, before, I mean, I know he was he was naturally a following the team. I know he was like the special teams demon uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, but when we when I got here, you know, you're doing the evals and stuff, and he hadn't, you know, been a starter since since. Um, you know, since, since before I got here. Uh, so just seeing, you know, a guy that's a, one, of, if he's a special teams captain, he's got some stuff to him, right? Because, you know, people that have never done it, don't understand, don't know special teams is that work. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just seeing the mindset of that type of guy, you know you had uh, a great guy in the room. Um, so when, when he had the opportunity to, to, to go in and, and, and start, um, it just – I think it just carried over. It just he, he's a think about it, he's a three time captain at Syracuse, right? Like he this is he's not it's not new to him. It might be new to everybody else, but this is not new to him. This is just who he is. And and so that's the beauty of of, of watching him lead and, and watching him uh, you know, just be a, a great teammate, a great person, a great player, because this is just who he's been. Uh, and and you know you you it's easy to to go in a room and when you have guys like Zaire that you can coach because you know they have the makeup of of what it takes to be great. Uh, and Cato, he's going to be listen. He's going to be pissed off. He's already not happy. Uh, he didn't make the Pro Bowl. You know that, right? You saw him tweet that yeah. out. He's not happy. Uh, oh, as he should be. She should be uh, unhappy because it's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to say that a guy for two years has almost led the league in tackles, um, has, has done it back to back. I can see, all right, one year, all right, it's, it could be a flu. Nobody knows his name. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe because he played the one o'clock games. I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into no conspiracy things, but all I know is when I, you know when I talk to him about stuff, like I'm like, look, just keep doing what you're doing. You can't control that stuff, right? But what you can control is. Um, you know, what you do and how you, how you respond. And I, I think about a guy like, it kind of reminds me of that situation, almost like London Fletcher. I don't know if you guys remember, like sure. London was went years without, yeah, without right. getting the recognition he, he was supposed to get. And everybody looks at him now like, man, this dude probably, you know, could be in the hall of fame, you know? And so it, it just happens sometimes, but at the end of the day, like I think that you can't worry about it too much. But it's hard to say because you do think about it. Like, you do think, look, you want to be uh, acknowledged with the, the the best when you are the, one of the best. <laughs> so it, it, it is frustrating. But you come back next year, we're going to come back next year, get another another 180 tackles, about probably like two or three picks, take yep. one to the house. Man, we'll be we'll be we'll be right now. <laughs> You'd be good to go. Kato June with us yeah. here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, how will that party be if Reggie Wayne gets uh, gets into the Hall of Fame? How do you think epic. that party will be? Oh, it's gonna be epic. <laughs> uh, and and, and I, all I know is I, I, I told him I said, look, man, we we got practices next day. Now understand that <laughs> we can't we can't pull it. It's go, it's gonna be like oh six. 
Uh, it'd be like it'd be better than our 06 birthday party. We'll have to tell you that story later. You know what I mean? But that it'll be that. It'll be it'll be all of that and more. Sunglasses <laughs> abound on the practice field. Certainly oh, that uh, next all day. day in the meeting. In the meeting, <laughs> they're gonna be in the meeting. Yeah. Oh wait, a lot of Gatorade trips for Coach June uh, yeah, here on the practice on. field there today. I'm a Pedialyte. I'm a Pedialyte guy. Pedialyte. <laughs> there we go. There you go. It, it works. Exactly. Uh, Kato, last one for me. And again, Kato June. Uh, awesome conversation here. Re- uh, thinking back on the Super Bowl win for the Colts, the Pro Bowl appearance for him, and obviously currently coach of uh, assistant linebackers coach on Shane Sykin's staff. Um, when you look at EJ Speed, I, I think a guy that, you know, in a way, you know, it started on special teams and now you see the physical gifts on display. Uh, is there times that you look at him and think, dude, if I was blessed with your physical attributes, do you know what I'd be doing with that? <laughs> no, I don't think of it like that. I just kind of make fun of him because it's like, you know, he he's just he's six three, he's fast, he's you know, two hundred and thirty pounds or whatever he is. Like it's just like one of those things like you look at like these dudes that a gift like that and, and they can go and, and, and make plays. You you kinda, you know, admire it. Not to say like I wish I had it. You know what I mean? Because I always I always make fun of the guy. Oh, you, y'all can't do what we do in, in our short area. My short, look at my short area quickness, right? And I'm down there trying to fake, you know, knowing that if I move too fast, I might pull a hamstring or something right now. So it's just like, but you 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 look at guys like that, like EJ, man. He he's it's it's just another thing. Like when guys get opportunities, right? And he's the same thing. He played special teams and was a playmaker on special teams. He was a demon and. You know, he gets his opportunity, and sometimes all that takes is a guy to get his opportunity uh, to be a full-time starter. And as you saw, the end, like maybe the last three, I think it was the last three games or so, um, he, he was the leading tackler. And, you know what I mean, just in terms of playing, he, he's going to always I – I call him I call him Mr. Third and Short, right, because it, it doesn't matter. Like when it's third and short, fourth down – you already know what's going to happen. He's going to make a play. He's going to TFL, knock the ball out. Like, he's just – that's he's just a fearless type of guy. And, and, and that's what you can appreciate and love about him because he's fearless. Um, he has athletic ability. He can make his playmaking ability, big-time playmaking ability. And now he's getting his opportunity that he got, did get in the first four or five years. So um, – and now you're just seeing who, who he is. So, it's just – it'll be exciting to see those two guys out there um, full time the whole year next to, uh not tomorrow next year, um and and just watch the the amount of plays that they're gonna make it'll be fun. Fun trip down memory lane with one of the Colts greats. That is Cato June from that Super Bowl run back in 2006. And then obviously talking a little bit about the current state as he is a member of the defensive staff under Shane Steichen. Coach, can't thank you enough. I know a lot of fun memories for Colts fans to reminisce about. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, hope the Senior Bowl treated you well. And uh, enjoy a little bit of quiet time here in the offseason. I appreciate it, man. That's Cato June right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Pop quiz, cluster truck gift cards were given away on top of that. 317-239-1070.